0: Hey, you guys out there, listen, do you want to last longer in bed without having to worry about lasting longer? (laughs) Well, if you don't, you should, okay? Because there really is an orgasm gap. Women take a little bit longer to come than guys, okay? We all know that to be true, but you don't have to worry about it because Promescent has a delay spray that's going to solve that problem. Promescent's delay spray will make you last longer in bed without totally numbing you out and it's not going to transfer to your partner and for your partner they do have a whole line of women's products they also have supplements for both men and women that are going to make you hornier they have lube they sell condoms they have everything you need for a really fun night of sex i love promessor products but don't take it from me over two thousand medical professionals recommend them too so what are you waiting for? Go get yourself some Promessin. All you got to do is go to promessive.com slash strictly anon. That's promessive.com slash strictly anon. They have free shipping. They have a 60 day money back guarantee and your package is going to arrive discreetly. That's promessive.com slash strictly anon. Go there now or just go to the description and click on the link. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous podcast yet on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because I change everybody's voices. Uh, we make up phony names. You could, you know, call me from a phony number. I just want you to tell me your true story. If you want to be on the show while remaining anonymous, go to my website, Strictly and click on Be on the Show or... Uh, send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. You could also DM me on Instagram or Twitter. I also have an anonymous confessions line. I air those anonymous confessions on my Patreon. I change the voices there as well and edit any numbers and emails out of that stuff, but I air those on my Patreon. If you want to, you know, tell me your naughty confession uh, while remaining anonymous, call my confessions hotline. It's 347 420 3579 that's 347-420-3579 those are all aired like once a month on my patreon on my patreon you could see like all pics of all my guests all my female girls sending pics you could get all the confessions there's hundreds of them on there as well as get access to my private discord where people are doing all kinds of crazy things over there it's all x-rated i don't get involved in it but it is a community. Hundreds of people are on there sharing pics and stuff. So if you want access to my private discord, as well as all that other stuff, join my page on patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. Now, listen, today my guest is Y.O. Lee. I have uh, known of her for a long time because she's another podcaster like me. Uh, but she has a lot of sex stories. Her show is called Sex Stories. She gets other people's sex stories on her show, just like I do. But she also has a ton of sex stories herself. Okay, wait until you hear her fucking stories. This is a bitch who loves sex more than most of her partners. She talks about that. Um, and uh, we t- and she talks about it. She talks about like when she lost her virginity story and then what happened after. She's had threesomes. She's had masters. She has had doms. She's had a lot of... Th- uh, threesomes with other couples, she's done a lot of BDSM, but this is not the kind of BDSM we typically talk about, which is like not a lot of sex. This is BDSM with, that is only sex, okay? <laughs> she loves nothing more than to be fucking degraded, tied up. She's such a total submissive into doing whatever it takes to make her guy happy, and she talks all about it as well as talks about what she does on her show and she also talks about like what she is doing in her future and it's very interesting she has some fantasies that she's going to be living out she's going in a different direction she's going to be doing more porn she's going to be doing something called lesbian lessons she talks all about that uh and a whole lot more so I'm going to get right to it and be right back on with Y.O. Lee Links, oh, and links to all of her stuff, her uh, podcast and all of her other stuff is in the description. I'm going to be right back on with Wyo Lee. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Hi, Wyo Lee. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? I am awesome, Kathy Kay, and I'm super excited to be here. Oh my God, I'm excited you're here too, because I have seen the naked picture of you on the front of your podcast covered for like the past five years. I mean, you feel like you've been in, you kind of been doing what I've been doing for a really long time, but you also do a little bit more than me because you do live a very interesting life as well. I do. The
1: podcast was a gateway. I can't help it. I just, sex is my favorite. Sexy things, sexy stories love what you do. I love talking to people about sex and all of it and feeling it.
0: Yeah, I love that. But I mean, when we were talking, because we were talking, you know, you're a podcast like me. We were talking a little bit off air. You were telling me like you couldn't wait to lose your virginity, and I was like thinking, oh, she's just like me. She couldn't wait. She got lost her virginity like really young, like because I was that (coughs) way too. And then you're like, and I lost it at 19. I'm like, what? That's like really late. Let's like start there because you you were kind of late to the game. If you ask me, I was like very slutty when I was younger. But you, but after you lost your virginity, you you have done a lot of non vanilla things. But like. Why so late in the game? And I think you said you were, like, uh, rejected or something? I don't know. Why was it so hard in the beginning?
1: So, late to the game, not for lack of trying. However, (laughs) I did have a bit of delay initially because, like, I grew up in, you know, the conservative part of California in the middle, grew up on a farm, literal farm girl, always very horny. Was very horny as a kid, was very curious about sex from the time I was very, very young. Like, you know, had a mom that was a nurse, so I knew the sexy parts, but I started giving blowjobs to this guy kind of in secret. He was like older than me, popular boy, like, you know, but had the pretty girlfriend. But then she called, she and her friends called me a whore one day. And I was like, no, I'm not, but I could be. So that was like my (laughs) gateway. Um, But it, it didn't occur to me younger than that, that I could. Like when I hear you say, oh, I had sex at 14, 15. Like, I didn't know that that was an option it was only when I was like 16 and had a friend who was more sex positive and like encouraging of my desire that I then went to do that but even then it didn't I didn't make the connection that blowjobs were oral sex so I didn't even know I'd been like doing sex but like I knew it was a penis I knew and I loved it I just like loved feeling the dick in my mouth I loved him like coming in my mouth like I just loved wait was he still dating
0: that pretty girl that called you a whore and you were like blowing him behind her back like was that what was going down
1: I would I would encourage him to break up with her so that we could hook up and I would sneak <laughs> out of the house and like go, go do it. Yeah. Um, but they would get they had this like tortured, tangled love relationship. And, you know, and to this day, I'm still unpacking my whole thing with love triangles because I love I apparently I just discovered like I guess I kind of have a bit of a secrecy kink, which I didn't really realize. But, um, you know, so that's that was kind of like my erotic origin story, just where I realized, like, I just love touching people I love being you know naked with someone and I love to be touched I love to get fucked like I'm I think I'm the horniest person that I know and I've interviewed at this point hundreds of people yeah well
0: you get hornier after you lose your virginity because I know some stats about you right now because I do know that eventually (laughs) you wind up falling for a woman and this love triangle thing goes down but let me just and you just did say that you have a thing for love triangles we'll get into that but like was there any playing around before you lost your virginity with females when you were young did you know that you were into them then or did that come later
1: I always thought girls were pretty and I definitely like kissed my best German friend on a beach you know in Germany when I did a study abroad at 16 but like didn't clock it as gay or lesbian or unusual and I think I just didn't have any queer models in my life like I didn't I didn't have strong judgment against I definitely grew up in a area conservative area where people were like oh you can't be gay but like everyone knew that women are the fair sex obviously they're so beautiful uh, but I, I actually just thought that was really normal and I don't I don't know why I couldn't pinpoint why and um, yeah I mean pre uh, let's see no I definitely was with dudes first other than that makeout. but then when I was like 23 or 24 I hooked up with my first like actual chick in a threesome. Um, I still have not yet this will happen someday had like a proper long-term girlfriend. And one of the things that I will, we'll get to it, but one of the things that I want to do, I'm going to start making, you know, I'm turning my vast sexual bucket list into educational erotic content so it's not exactly porn but it's like you know I went to film school I'm a filmmaker I love capturing things mm-hmm. and I'm a voyeur so I've done a lot of erotic stuff lately which turns me the fuck on and I'm really good at it but the next step is for me to I want to do basically a series called lesbian lessons so I can get really confident at pleasuring ladies oh um, I, when
0: you start to put out that series you are going to come on and we'll do a whole girl talk about I, that and promote the shit out of it because the guys will love that
1: It's going to be so I'm really I'm really excited. And I already have a few ladies who have been talking to lately who are like down. And so I'm just getting organized and figuring out, you know, the production stuff and the support and all that. But um, yeah, so no, it was it was penis owners first. And and I I was always boy crazy. And it wasn't until I was older that I'm like, oh, I'm people crazy. I love like I'm basically the interesting thing about me and the thing that I've learned is unique about me after interviewing hundreds of people and just talking to them deeply in various capacities is I'm highly arousable. Basically, if someone is nice and kind and I have a good, interesting reason to have sex with them, you know, if it's safe, if there's an excitement. For me now, it usually has to do with an adventure and I'm either looking for someone who's like more experienced than I am and I have something to learn from or someone who's offering me like a very good adventure or a cool location or a fun scenario. Like I'm really looking for, um, you know, interesting like I want to I'm on this planet for however long I am like I want to make the most of it I want to find fun play adventure friends yeah well you're going to get a lot
0: uh, of you know requests from my listeners I'm sure but I want to get back to your story because you have done a lot of things you know before we get to what you're doing now which is super interesting and you know besides that lesbian lessons porn stuff that you're doing you're Uh, doing also something else that I'm going to tease and we're you know that's what we're going to end with which is your new endeavor that you're doing which is super interesting and has to do with sex (laughs) Um, but you know after you lose your virginity like you do wind up getting into BDSM and you're like a little poly and you start dating a couple and you're just like yeah yeah, where do you like let's start like right after you like you you're very vanilla to you're like 19 and then when do you start to do all these other like alternative things
1: well I suppose it depends on your definition of vanilla because I will say the night I lost my virginity it was with a friend who I'd hooked up with and I finally was like please just help me and he's like are you sure and I'm like yeah uh and we did all the things I wanted all the things in all the holes and the next day I had a big bruise on my leg I have no idea what from but like I tried anal I did all you know because I was just yeah. curious I yeah, was, like, yeah, someone yeah I was safe with and so I um had a great time and then from there it was just like You know, I was like, it's done. I can do it. And I was kind of this mad rush of. Wanting to try everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to try everything. Uh huh. But I found a lot of vanilla people, and I found a lot of boys were very scared of me, and I couldn't understand like why I was scary, and I couldn't understand, you know. N- looking back now, I'm like, oh, I had such intense like passion and desire. I've had a higher desire than every partner I have ever had. Yeah. That I, you know, like mm-hmm. like, and so that's that's kind of a mindfuck as a female that was raised to believe that like if I wanted sex, it should be available to me. So like, not only did I get rejected four times trying to lose my virginity, I I'm rejected regularly because. I don't know pacing I overwhelm people they're scared I'm not sure yeah they like, might I be
0: think... intimidated like yeah but like what is this love yeah. triangle thing that you have and <laughs> when did you start... okay
1: so I stumbled into a love triangle first I stumbled into threesomes because I had been like working with pickup artists and they explained whatever how to fucking have a threesome and then I ended up doing it with my neighbors <laughs> Wait, tell me that um, story uh, well, we were at a party together and we'd been like hanging out all week and I'd been, you know, a couple months out of a breakup. And so I'd been hanging out with them a lot. We've been playing board games and they're good friends of mine. And like, you know, they were getting increasingly friendly. And I was like, what is happening here? And married finally, couple or single, uh, like, boyfriend, girlfriend, no, or married couple, boyfriend, girlfriend, but like long term, like long term, long term, right. like they're super in love. Like I, I, and I've had, I had separate friendships with both of them and also together and like they're, you know, very good friends. Um. And so we were out together at dinner one night, and they were I was really getting wined and dined, and then we were at this, like, launch party for a, a special event, and each of them separately was sort of, like, feeling me out. But again, I'm slow on the uptake, and so the moment that I was like, wait, so you're saying... I could be with you and you at the same time. Cause up to that point, my, my understanding of threesomes really was like, it's a way for the guy to cheat on the girl. Like I had such a normie upbringing and I just didn't know. And I was at the very beginning, you know, they, they were the ones who introduced me to the pickup artists that I then ended up working with. And so then I was like, Oh shit, I loved it. I loved this. And I, Sucking on a nipple like and my my girlfriend was so orgasmic like she's so sensitive like I'm a tough come and my body changes every day and I'm like a puzzle so like if I have a lover who's basic it's pretty boring for me although well I don't know I'm so arousable I just love getting touched and there's also the degradation kink of like oh I didn't even come Oh,
0: okay we'll get there you're you're jumping. but wait a second you jumped right to the point where you're like it was so great how does like you're there you're hanging out you're kind of don't even get the fact that they're both like hitting on you like
1: what goes down that first in that first so here's here's what happened so here's what happened that we had taken an uber over to this party and Mm -hmm. like and we're i'm not a big drinker i'm not like this is happening sober also by the way um and i was like so excited because i love to be and they were like we want to make you feel good and i was like together like all of us all three of us and they were like yeah so we're driving home in this uber and then they're making out you know i'm sitting in the middle and they're making out across me and then she turns to me and kisses me and then he turns to me and kisses me and then the three of us are making out together and the uber driver's just like smiling as he (laughs) drops off oh my god those uber drivers what they must see, yeah yeah I'm sure that that would be a very, I want to interview people who are Uber drivers and have all the sex stories. Um, but, you know, so then we went up to the place and we. I remember taking a shower because I was like, I need to shower. And my girlfriend was with me. And so we were showering together. And I was like, are we really doing this? And I was like, you want to, right? And she's like, yes, I've been wanting to. And I was like, because ah, I just didn't know and i was still very intimidated but it was like wonderful to have my guy friend show me how to go down on my girlfriend and you know just just have the safety and the security and the sensuality and like damn i didn't know he had a nice dick and god her pussy's so beautiful but different than mine and her boobies were literally literally perfect and so she's the type of lady who i can suck on her nipple and she'll come you know and so so they were my lovers off and on for years you know we maintained a great friendship and she and i um also traveled together sometimes and would hook up. So that's the closest I've had to like so, solo female companionship.
0: Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast The website and the email address will all be in the description. Do you love gambling, but you also hate to leave your house? (laughs) I totally get it. I'm the same way. Well, my bookies new and improved online casino is here to change the game. Dive into a truly realistic casino experience featuring the latest slots, progressive jackpots, and live dealer action, all from the comfort of your own home. They have weekly blackjack tournaments and a brand new collection of high end games for a chance at real cash rewards my bookie casino provides a las vegas experience and the best part is you don't have to leave your house your adventure at my Bookie casino begins today with a generous sign-up bonus using my promo code strictly. That's promo code strictly. Use it to secure yourself a sweet deposit bonus. And that's not all. Their revamped loyalty program ensures that you'll be showered with rewards, including free spins, cashback offers, and a host of other exclusive VIP perks. The more you play, the the more you win. Play anytime, anywhere with my bookie casino, use my promo code strictly to sign up or just go to the description and click on the link.
1: But they were, they were also the gateway people that like, you know, fast forward several years in 2017, right before I started exploring kink, which we're about to get to this story. Um, with them, I was like, you know, I've always wanted to be tied up. So they took turns tying me up and you know, we're not, none of us were kinky people at the time yeah. Um, but that's where I was like oh fuck I want to get tied up by someone who like really wants to tie me up like someone who wants to be in charge of me Oh, so it um, was so- them
0: tying you up that made you realize it though that was the first time when you were like oh I fucking yes. like this
1: I was like yes I want more of this but we never scissored but I have <laughs> since scissored with yeah. some ladies and it's so fucking hot, <laughs> it's
0: so hot. It's I would so assume hot. if you're going to be doing a lesbian lessons I mean you gotta cover the scissoring right
1: Right. That's got to be its own episode. And I'm like, oh, I just want to be like in a scissor gangbang.
0: Yeah, there you go. Well, we'll have to find out if you've ever been in any kind of gangbangs, but we haven't gotten to all your other stories. So you you have you start playing now you're playing with women. And like, do you realize I'm assuming that you're into women? Like you said, no,
1: this was the first one. I didn't really get it yet. Oh, it okay. took a few years. OK, like Even I was after like, yeah, her. Well. Well, because also I don't have a lot of assumptions. What I've realized interviewing people is like, I just don't have a lot of assumptions that mm-hmm. other people have built in. Mm-hmm. So like, just because I hooked up with my good friend, I'm like, well, I just, of course I like my friend. Of course I want to make her feel good. Of course she's beautiful. Right. But I'm not, I'm not a lesbian. Like I'm not. And, it, and I think a lot of it had to do with uh, confidence and bravery and my lack of self-assurance. Yeah. Because I just don't know what the fuck is happening most of the time, but I'm very open to exploration and opportunity. And so, You know, so fast forward to 2017, like I I mostly was hooking up with dudes in the interim and I, oh, but I did actually, actually, this is a great story. I, so I was working with the pickup artists and I was like, fuck, fuck producing for other people. This is too much work. If I'm an artist, I got to do what I like. This is not my vibe. This is not for me. And I went to South America and I was in Bogota, Colombia and the first girl I ever had a crush on in middle school, like she was like the most beautiful. So not so not the not the girl that was the girlfriend of that yeah. called me a whore. Yeah, yeah, not yeah that yeah. one. Yeah. But the other like the brunette hot girl in our grade. Yeah. Like my first I remember she told me that I was pretty in eighth grade and I just about died inside. And of course, back then I didn't identify it as a crush. But looking back, I was like, oh, I see. And I had actually bumped into her around Los Angeles a few times in my life. Mm-hmm. And, like, random poetry events or just, like, we our paths kept crossing. So now here I am in Bogota, Colombia, and she's there. And we cross paths. Like, we, she, like, posted a picture on Instagram and I had, like, been just at that cafe and I was like, what, are you here now? Yeah. And so she, crazy. we actually ended up traveling together for a week and just, like, making out on the dance floor and, like, mildly hooking up. You know, we didn't do all the lesbian things but then Fast forward years later, I did end up having a threesome with her and the man who became my now ex-master. So, like, you know, the, these threads throughout my life, there's a lot of friendship, there's a lot of opportunism. And I still, I've been with lots of ladies, and I even have initiated some ladies into fucking. But I I want to get to that next level of just, like, confidence with a, with a femme body. So... Um, what do you mean? You sound confident. You mean you, you
0: you're looking to be more confident with them than being more like the the leader in that situation? You mean you feel like you've always been sort of pulled uh, into it?
1: Yeah, so I'm deeply service submissive like but I I can follow along with a lady I can find a body but I don't feel like I have enough. I have lots of experience with penises. Yeah, I can figure out the different things I don't have as many experience with. as as many experiences with vulva owners yeah and so i think really what i'm saying is i just want more pussies in my mouth like i want to have more um right you haven't had enough experience you feel like yeah you have more but you feel
0: very confident when you're with guys but you still do like to be the sub in the relationship because you did get into this whole the bdsm kink world correct
1: well yes and i'm not going to be submissive submissive to just anyone and what i have learned now you know because It creates a complicated situation when a lady discovers that she is a kinky submissive, deeply, deeply kinky submissive. But now I have spent the last five years deeply researching sex. So I have read, like, all the main sex books. I listen to the sex podcast. I, like, I'm deeply embedded in exploring kink. My favorite way to learn is directly from people, which is why I love interviewing people one-on-one and, like, fucking them. And, you know, now I'm getting more into, like, sex-worky stuff and phone sex stuff and online chats and all of that. But... I really, really love learning and gathering data and, you know, more than most people. So it's been a minute since I have encountered a dominant partner who even has more knowledge than me, much less is, I get the reflection often that I'm very powerful and that men want to submit to me, especially. So, you know, and most ladies I know want to just fucking relax. So I think that also the service submissive part of me is morphing into this sort of like top service top but like from a place of ultimately service. Yeah, but this is um, the ending of the podcast. I need to go we we're, we're not there yet.
0: We have not gotten to the part where you do wind up having a master, you're his slave.
1: Like tell me that whole experience. I How got, did that happen? So I am a sex slave. So I went Okay, so the official story that I've told for years is like I went on Life and it was so overwhelming. And the first person I talked to happened to be this guy. So actually, I met him on a sugar daddy website called Seeking Arrangement. And oh, I, yeah. So you and were looking it, for a
0: sugar daddy like you thought that would be like kind of fun.
1: Well, I didn't actually understand the concept very well. I just had a friend to be like, I bet you could do really well on this website. And I was like, okay. And she was like, guys like to spoil girls on this website. I was like, oh, I don't really, you know, I grew up on a farm. I don't know. Um, And then once I went on there and started getting these like incredible offers, I was uh, dare I say horrified because I didn't quite get the concept and I was still very horphobic at the time and very not very open to receiving and also just didn't feel truly this is so funny didn't feel sexually confident enough to like say yes to any of the arrangements that were being offered to me except this one dude was like I'm a dom. I'll show you this. And of course, you know, I was I was too uncomfortable to have the money portion of it, although it really turned me on. Like, that's when I started to discover that I have a money kink. But I was like very, very like unconscious, uncomfortable, like not really okay with it. But I met him for coffee. He was a very nice man. We had coffee. He told me all of these filthy things he wanted to do to me. Like, he's really into anal and all these things and he wants to control and dominate. And I got so excited. And when he used the word, you know, slave, sex slave, I know that's really uh, not okay for some people. Like, I actually get some feedback of like, how dare you say master slave? But I'm like, this is my kink. Like, it's it's a role play. Like, this is what we are choosing. So I got really turned on. We had coffee. We made out. And the next night, he booked us a hotel room at a fancy fucking hotel in hall. Hollywood and showed up and he was so charming and so just like you know in the beginning so generous and so he had bought me an outfit and laid the room out beautifully like he had croissants croissants are my favorite I fucking love croissants like uh, even a Costco croissant like I just fucking love croissants <laughs> it's like so buttery like, bread who doesn't like it just yes, yes. <laughs> yeah it's literally uh but croissants are the best and so you know we had we had dinner downstairs we chatted we had a lot in common like we just happened to you know he's a sci-fi nerd we're both writers we're both creatives we had a weird synchronicity of like people in common in our lives, even though we are not connected in any way, shape or form. And then we went upstairs and he tied me to a chair and made me watch porn and put a gag in my mouth and plugged me like, butt plugged me for the first time and like threw wine on me. Like all of this just t- he tickled me with a feather he, and all of this sensory play. Shut but wait out. a second, like, let me I, ask
0: you this because I've talked to a lot of people in the BDSM world and a lot of times there's a lot of talking and communicating ahead of time just to know that like, mm-hmm. oh, this is what's on mm-hmm. the table and stuff. Like you said he, ta- he brought up a lot of filthy things he wanted to do to you. Was he telling you, hey, listen, you're like, you're going to come, I'm going to tie you up, put a butt plug in you or did he like ask you like what your boundaries yes. were or anything? Like how did you guys come to the that like this scenario? <laughs> was so it he said, about?
1: Yeah. the day before we'd had a coffee date and he very clearly was like, if we meet up again, this is what I'd like to do to you. And he gave me some some examples and he told me about some of his past submissives. And he, you know, to his credit, I think he's a wonderful first experience for any submissive. Like he's trained lots of submissives. He really likes the power play. Our relationship totally fell apart when I started claiming my own power and, you know, exploring with other people, even though he was married and we were open, you know, not, we weren't a real relationship. We were a dynamic, but he had very clearly outlined what he wanted to do. And also had very clearly gone over, if there's anything that you need a pause on, you know, if you just need to slow down, we use the word mercy. If you need to stop, your safe word is red, And he ritualized it so beautifully. So at the beginning, he would, you know, he would say his name and he would have me say my name. And he would ask if I was in a headspace and a good, you know, do I consent to serving him? And it was, yes, it was beautiful. And it was very sensual, too. It was such a sensual experience because he, like, I was standing close to him, but we weren't touching. You know, the whole The whole thing, very purr, like he had a beautiful purr in his voice. And so we would get into all the detail of like what we wanted and he would, he would check in with me too. And also it was so thrilling. It was so thrilling because he would, you know, he would have the slave report or he would have me, I don't remember the the first, I have actually an episode on this. I call it Ask for Origin Story, where I read my journal entry that I journaled deeply about it. Cause that's one of the other things that's like, I'm an erotic writer my favorite thing after I fuck is to go write the details down. It turns me on so much and then I masturbate to them later. <laughs> oh my
0: God, um, that's so funny. So you're, you like what you hear too, besides being visual. I love it. You're also, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. yeah.
0: But this yeah. time, um, like, I mean, he's ties you to the chair. Like you're obviously very into anal. Like you said, like the first time you did everything, right? So you're well, a three input girl. You're into all this stuff that he's doing to you this
1: first time. Oh here was the brilliant part about that first session. I had always been anal curious. I'd always, I'd never had a good experience with anal in terms of like, I'd never had a traumatizing one, Yeah. but it was all sort of like, "Mm, okay. And I would, and I, the story I had in my head at the time was like, "Mm, I'm just, I'm just not one of those girls who likes anal. Like anal's just not for me. I'll never like have, you know, like an ass or anything. I don't think I even knew the word ass at the time, but like, I was like, "Eh, I'm just, I don't really get anything from it. So he had asked, and he asked again in real time that first night and he was like so now is the time where I will take your asshole how does that feel and I was like hesitant on the bed and he was and he noticed I was hesitant out loud and he was like well what's what's the hesitation and I was like I'm just nervous I'm scared and he's like what do you tell me talk to me like what are you scared of what he was very good at communicating in the beginning yeah and I said well I'm just you know, I'm I'm afraid of what if it's messy? He's like, okay, so what if it's messy? And I was like Well, I I would be embarrassed and he looked at me very gently. and He said Well, what if you never had to worry about being embarrassed in front of me and that? That moment changed my whole fucking life Have you ever heard of dipsy? They have
0: all kinds of oral pleasures to explore And when I say oral, I mean like oral, like in your ears, okay? (laughs) Tipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories made just for you no matter what you're into whether it's queer stories or straight stories threesomes foursomes or more some stories they have something for you and they release new content every week so if you like variety there's always something new to explore what i love about dipsy is their jump to the action button so if you're really horny and you want to get right To the good part, all you do is press a button and it takes you right to where the action starts. So what are you waiting for? Go get Dipsy now. And for listeners of this show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to DipsyStories.com slash StrictlyAnon. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dip sea stories dot slash strictly anon dipsy stories slash strictly anon or just go to the description and click on the link for thirty days of access for
1: free because how how was it that not until that moment did it occur to me that I should feel that safe with any partner but it took that explicit moment for me to be like. Oh, fuck. It was one of the hottest things ever, you know? And so that, that allowed me to be with the discomfort that comes often on the days where I'm nervous about anal. And then he You know, he fucking trained my asshole for nine. It was like eight or nine months into it. I think I started having askasms because I got to just enjoy it. And I loved that he wanted to use all my holes every time. I loved, like, I've never felt so thoroughly used. I always feel a little bit wasted with most lovers because they rush me. He would inspect my body, like grab me, pull my cracks apart, feel me everywhere. Like he used different toys on me, different, you know, different sensations. He would flog me. He would, I love the riding crop with him. Eventually we got paddles and canes and switches and anal hooks and everything but like in you know that first session he would try out each toy and just kind of teach me and show me and get my reaction and check in with me and so having i'm a high sensation seeker like i love intense touches I, you know, my clitoris is extremely sensitive, but in these very, very specific ways. So he took the time to figure out how she worked. He figured out, you know, how to make me come with his cock, how to make me come with his hands, how to make me come from toys, how to make me come with his mouth. And it is an exploration because my body is very different and arousable every time. But that first night he created this whole beautiful arc for me. He, you know, he was a writer. It's a beautiful part about fucking a kinky writer who gives a shit and actually wants to touch you. And, um, because we had established this early communication, he was checking in with me all along the way. I'd never had sex with a butt plug in before. So that feeling of fullness was so fucking Mm -hmm. hot, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and we even did some ass to mouth stuff. Like after he was in my asshole, he was like, will you suck the cock now? And I was like, Yes, and that you know that was the probably the first like I was like oh shit like I'm into degradation you know and I I I went home and like researched like am I gonna die did I get a bacteria you know and I I, (laughs) everything was everything was clean and you know like we he he was really good at making sure that everything safe was in place that we needed Um, you know and we and we really hit it off and I. I was not experienced back then. And the parameters that I had made around our relationship was like, okay, we well, just never try to leave your wife or family for me and don't fall in love with me. Right. And I have since learned that saying don't fall in love with me is a surefire way for, you know, Yeah, someone the best to push that way. Yeah, 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 totally. To yeah. Them. But I didn't, and I also didn't know back then that making rules about emotions is like Polly, do one-on-one like you can't make a rule about an emotion that's that's not how they work right and i didn't you know we know what we know at the time that we know it and so so what happens so we fell in love you know but it 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 was a slow (laughs) it was a slow thing and it was um was it love? What is love? Who knows? But we continued to see each other every week or two for the next year, and it was and it just got increasingly hot. And we weren't saying anything out loud because I I have some avoidant tendencies. Did um, his wife know that he was like doing this on the side? Oh, well, yes. Okay, yes and no. It was a don't ask, don't tell. They didn't have sex anymore. They had you know been in marriage counseling together, and she had other lovers off and on, but she was not into sex. You know repression physical discomfort and they you know they were doing the family thing so they didn't want to rupture their household and that that was kind of their choice but I was it really a don't ask don't tell will I ever really know you know I didn't see a video of her sitting next to him on the couch being like this is my husband yeah, because, yeah I'm sorry but mama. I was
0: thinking that like maybe that's just what he's fucking telling you because yeah, that's who knows? you know right exactly right but who that's knows? what he was However, saying yeah
1: however he we did go out in public a few times and he was like handsy and touchy-feely with me and he was never concerned about that i was like what if someone sees us he's like well then i would just have to have a conversation with them but like you know this is okay so i i think it i think it was real but it they just didn't you know they were buddies not like lovers
0: but you saw um, him for nine months what is with the fucking you meant made a comment oh an ass a hangers like what was it an ass a hook like what was the thing that you
1: should anal hook oh anal an hook. Anal, what is an anal hook So an anal hook is like a round metal ball on the end of a big hook, and he we we actually didn't use this until um, December twenty twenty, and it was one of the hottest sessions of my life. Oh my god, it was. What went down? He had me on the floor in my apartment. I was on this. I have this exercise mat, but I you know I covered it with blankets, and he like attached it via a chain to my collar. And was fucking me so intensely. It, it's literally one I can't even put words to it because I like lost my mind. It was one of the most intense orgasms I've ever had. And it just was such intense sensation. Like he filled me up, you know, in my pussy. So wait, so now
0: I, I, you got to paint this picture because I'm confused. So you have this big ball in your ass, right? He puts that in yep. and then it, and there's an it's attached to a chain. And that chain is like up the back and around a choker so, or something
1: the ball itself so imagine a big j-shaped piece of metal and at the bottom of the j like where the hook comes up there's a ball it's a steel ball kind of like a butt plug butt- but butt- rounder and then at the top of the j there's a little loop and that is hooked to a chain that is hooked to my collar so the so chain goes to
0: the back to the co- to a collar the or the, the collar. front okay so and yes. he's pulling that so you could or that's just keeping it he's, still
1: he's tugging it as he's fucking me
0: oh so, you, so you feel movement giving, there
1: so much movement so much sensation and the ball was at the you know on the larger end of anything i've put up my ass and it was and it was just so hot you know and we were deep into a session so i'd already been spanked and flogged and he did such a good job of warming me up and like you know ordering me to worship his cock and i he's the one that taught me to deep throat and so i love to just turn into a slobbery drooly mess and just be and i get a little dumb when i when i get more <laughs> turned on i get the stupider <laughs> that i get and, that's and nice. it's that's great, like a relaxation
0: be, usually, usually oh my yeah, god yeah yeah that's, that's best, interesting.
1: Best, it, it was my therapy you know i mean not not it doesn't replace regular therapy i still have that but you know it's a different kind of i For me, it was a transcendent sexual experience with him over and over and over again. We had such good chemistry. Like we just our play together was so beautiful and so wonderful. And he was so good at using me. I felt so happily used, so appreciated. He made me feel so beautiful, just the compliments he gave me. And I could see and feel his desire. And I think that's what's been missing from most of my loverships is I don't know if people are just like if it's too vulnerable to like appreciate each other deeply or or what. But I just don't feel you know a lot a of guys like, I
0: think guys are all different you know it's like a breed yeah. you know that's a breed of man that uh, is very into what he's into and in that way I mean you're going to yeah. find guys like that but a lot of guys just don't roll that way you know and girls are the same too it's like just different breeds of guys you know that's a specific kind and that's the what. I mean it's it's obviously that's like your breed of guy right that's what you like and you guys were very well suited because you know this was a guy who was like uh, into being a master and taking all this time and doing all the stuff and you loved every fucking thing he brought your way I need to know how you learned how to deep throat. but first I want to know like because you did say oh I was like very into degradation I used to do like this thing like a jizz quiz like oh do you like I don't know It's oh. always like do you like to cry, oh. be, you like to come on a girl's face and I, that ass to mouth thing you know I was like do you hate women yeah. like to do that but like you were into all that stuff right like you said that you were into being degraded correct like what was the stuff that you were into
1: Yes. Well, and the first thing I want to say about degradation is it's all contextual, right? Like, and, and it didn't feel degrading in the moment. It felt actually really beautiful. And so it's not something that casually, like, you know, if I'm swiping on a dude on Tinder, and we're going to meet up, I don't, I I don't really do like initial hookups anymore, because it's boring to me. But if someone, say someone were to offer me a great adventure, I couldn't say no to that's the that's the case where I will maybe say yes. Um, Assuming safety's in place and all that. But like, I'm not gonna let a fucking Randall like come on my face or slap me in the face or you know, but 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 within the container of like I'm gonna take care of you and use you and all this stuff and there will be aftercare and I'm gonna fucking pay so close attention to you like that's where I'm just like fucking degrade like I I want to give them everything. I yeah. want to, I'm, I'm a service submissive. Nothing makes me happier than pleasing the person I'm with. So if they are into that, and this is where it breaks down. Yeah. I've recently tried to hook up with some service tops and it's a funny, funny, weird dynamic. Cause I'm like, well, I, I want to please you. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be in charge. I want you to get pleased though. And I'm like, yeah. So, I'll be pleased by pleasing you. And they're like, yeah, 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 me too. And I'm like, oh, no, that doesn't work. (laughs) I know that kind of
0: guy. Yeah, he wants to get you off like five times a night. It's like I call it the show. You know, you want to put on the show. It's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
1: and... And that's an opportunity for me to practice asking, because what's so beautiful and easy about just going into full slavehood is I don't have to do anything. I can turn off my brain because I'm busy thinking a lot of time. You know, I, I process a lot more information, especially visually than most people based on all the reading I do and talking to people and people are like, you think too much. And I'm like, well, I have to consciously think through a lot of things that most people can do without even breathing so i can't help it i'm just like processing lots of information and um you know it's also what makes the sex so delicious (laughs) right i'm I'm just i'm enjoying every little aspect of it too but Um, what were like the degrading things like besides the ass
0: to mouth like did you like to be spit on to chill like that kind of
1: stuff like all that like all of the above yeah. He spit on my face. He spit on my mouth. He would choke me. He would like put me in a wrestling position and pin me like my favorite form of, I guess, degradation, which felt like sweet love notes to me. It was like when he was like really fucking my ass hard. I love rough sex. Again, once I'm warmed up, once I'm worked up to it, if there's trust and safety, he that's when I wanted to be called, uh, you know, ass whore like. His slut, his whatever. Like he would call me filthy, dirty names. I can't even like cum slut, <laughs> cum dumpster. Like I love being I love being his ass whore, his anal whore, his fuck slut, his little submissive. You know, like just, just everything. And um. Yeah, and I would I would get beatings. It, you know, it's interesting because I think he, as he started to develop feelings for me, our kink fell apart because he didn't want to leave. You know, he would still like, I love receiving marks from him, especially, you know. And, like, sometimes he would leave them in places that were, like, not ideal. Like, he would, like, suck on my chin sometimes so I'd have a chin hickey. And I was, like, why? That's I do photo shoots. Like, don't, you know. But I loved getting marks on my breasts or my ass or my thighs. But... A year just before the the day before what would have been our one year anniversary if we'd counted things like that, which he never we never really did, I had a hot, hot, kinky threesome with a dominant man and his very submissive baby girl partner and I got more bruises on my ass from the caning and flogging that he gave me than my former master had ever given me and he lost his shit and got so jealous even though that was part of our agreement and I had checked in with him multiple times and he'd been encouraging me and was like really really you know really encouraging everything and then he wanted to see my journal entry and I sent it to him and he lost his mind and I thought he was going to break up with me but instead on our one-year anniversary he came over And fucked me. And at the climax, he was like, do you love your master? And I was like, what? Yes, yes, I love you. And then he was like, I love you, too. And we came together simultaneously. So it was very dramatic, very, you know, very possessive. And um, yeah, it was it was intense, because then the next day, my grandma died in my lap. And And then did he
0: disappear? Because I know that you said that he just like disappeared at some point.
1: Four and a half years. Yeah, so four and a half years in. Oh, so you saw
0: each other for four and a half years. We
1: broke up off and on because like after that initial jealousy issue, that was like the beginning of the end. So like we had literally one perfect year of sex and then we had that I love you moment and then there was a really intense thing where the next day my grandmother died in my lap and then it created this trauma bond and... You know, I probably should have broken up with him then. But instead, for my birthday, because it's coming up April 30th, he wanted to have a threesome. And so he really pushed me into a threesome when I wasn't in a good place for it. And But I also, like, was it, you know. I was was it a threesome kind of with a woman around. or a guy? Yeah, yeah, a woman. Oh, I still have not had the dude threesome of my dreams. I've had, like, a massage one, like a yoni massage threesome with two dudes. But, like, I want to get double penetrated so bad. And that's the fantasy that he built with me. And he would just tease me with these fantasies. And it was... You know, it was through that relationship where I'm like, oh, oh, so some people just talk about fantasies with their lovers out loud and never do them? Like, I didn't (laughs) understand that for so long. Even interviewing people, I just didn't fucking get it. Yeah. Yeah, because listen, I think
0: that sometimes it is a very big difference and that's what role plays a lot. I think a lot of people feel comfortable role playing something. And if you have a really good enough imagination, you could like really go there, you know, but when they're done and they're all, you know, they come down from that high, they're like, oh, you know, thank God that didn't really happen. I feel like some people just can't go to the real place, which I get. And so that's what, you know, role play is fun. But I would assume though, because you just love the physical sensation of being filled up in both places, like by mocking it up for sure you would be interested in double penetration because that's basically what you've been doing with him that whole time. All those hot experiences, right?
1: uh, Yeah. Yeah. He would plug me both ends or he, you know, if he was in my ass, sometimes we'd use a vibrator on the other side or he, you know, he would definitely put a plug in my ass and fuck me that way. And he would use the fantasy of it too. He would be like, we're practicing for this but I also would check in with him and look for clarity and that's yeah you know it's only in retrospect that I'm like oh okay and so sometimes people like say yes and they really don't mean it and it's not a lie but it's in my mind it's maybe a lie yeah yeah (laughs)
0: exactly right um,
1: so those tricky those tricky tricky things um But we just had some of the fucking hottest sex of my whole life. And, you know, the good and bad thing about breaking up and getting back together is like it is really, you know, it it extends things because it creates that long hotness. It's not what I wish for myself ever again in the future. Like next time. I mean, if I ever get into a relationship again and we break up that's it I'm done I don't need that you know like I don't yeah, want yeah but that's I don't... like fantasy land I mean most of the
0: time I'm sorry in reality when you've been with someone for a long period of time it doesn't just end one day and that's it I mean that's like actually really weird most people go back and stuff I mean that's just the way real life goes you know and, and you feel bad about it and everyone feels guilty and your friends tell you you're fucked up and it's wrong but like in reality that's the way it happens you know most of the time I think it rare rarely happens where you break up and then you know you never see the person ever again you know it's that's just normal I think it's okay you know it's just the way that it goes and sometimes that sex is actually like really highly charged what about that threesome that you had like with the the other dom and his kinky submissive like were you was it he had two submissive women and him
1: Yes. The only part about it that I didn't like is, like, going into it, they hadn't been clear to me what dynamic they had been fantasizing about, so yeah. I didn't know that I wasn't going to be allowed to kiss her, and she had huge great boobies, and she was so sweet and so fun, and it was it was really hot because, like, we went to dinner first together, and, um, you know, like... I had to wear a butt plug under this short skirt. You know, he this was a daddy dom. So yeah. not a master, not another yeah, yeah. master. And, my, and it was very clear that like my master was loaning me out to this daddy dom and his baby girl. Yeah. And, um, you know, so we went out to dinner and we're just like chatting and getting to know each other. And then I went back to their place. And um, first, you know, he he put me in a cage first cause I learned I loved cages too. I fucking love cages to put me in a cage. What's Just a cage? Like a, cage a big and-
0: cage. I mean, I know what a cock cage is, but for a woman, when you're saying cage, like a, like a, like, you know, a, a dog cage, like, like a dog oh my crate. God. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so they put me in that when They found out that I liked one cause I had met them actually at a dungeon mixer and, um, I was in a cage when I met them, <laughs> which was the first oh. cage I'd ever been in. And, um, You know, so that's how we kind of, like, got to know each other. And I don't know, there's something, I love it. I love the idea of being someone's caged thing. I love the idea of, like a cock or maybe a pussy like being able to like reach through the bars and do that so first he put me in it so that I could like watch how he used his baby girl and then there was like a moment where we took turns being over his knee and he'd spank us and then this was the first time that I ever received a caning you know so my master went and got a cane after I got caned by this guy (laughs) you know some ego stuff that I didn't really know about but I'm like whatever everyone can have the different toys that they're into like it don't don't be into caning just for a competitive. Yeah, but you profi- can't for- expect
0: a master to let somebody else master you. I mean, it's well, his it nature like, to be fucking know? number one. He's got to be the one. I mean, come
1: on. <laughs> but, it's like, then you got to put in the effort to be number one if that's what you want. Like, uh-huh. if that's your priority, then fucking do it. Like, don't I get sound like he was.
0: That. He sounded like he did a lot of things with you. I mean. You
1: he did was- for a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but this but then so then he chained the the daddy dom chained the baby girl to chained cuffed with um he put a spreader bar between her legs and they had this little hallway that went from his you know, he lived in a studio, but like very beautifully decorated and had this little kind of like hallway area and they had hooks, you know, the hard points put into the corners of each thing. And so he cuffed her to those, and I was told to kneel and hold his martini. Um, oh, and we could only crawl. This was the other thing. Like my master didn't do shit like this, but like he was like, you will only crawl in here. You will do that. You know, and so he was very into like the kind of next level of like um, my master had a very integrated personality of like going back and forth between like his actual like kind of like little smirk persona and his very calm, sweet, velvety voice. This guy was more like of a cold dom when he was in daddy dom mode yeah. and was like, you crawl, you will do this. I kind of thought it was stupid to to sit there and hold the martini like because because I hadn't been warned like I didn't know what sort of services I was going to be offering. And so that's the part where I'm like that wasn't in the negotiation like we didn't you know but I didn't have all the communication skills back then because I was literally one year into BDSM and kink. And I hadn't even started interviewing people for sex stories yet like that's when the podcast was like a fresh idea. And so but I was like exhilarated and that's where I learned that I feel terrified watching another lady get beaten at close quarters even knowing she's a super big masochist and knowing that I would be next I I was like terrified and I remember kneeling there on the hard floor being like is he giving me pain on my knees right now on purpose is this even good enough like do I Maybe I don't want to be here at all. I'm never doing this again. This is stupid. Should I leave? No, I don't want to say for it out. I kind of want to see where this goes. But maybe I'll never do this again. And by the end of the night, I remember him walking me out to my car and me being like, no, 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 self, scratch those notes from earlier. We're definitely doing this again. We love this forever, forever, forever. So, you know, did it was you interesting. go back to, kind of to them? Like, I did one once or twice more. Um, yeah. our, our thing fell apart because they were really unclear about health and safety stuff. And he came in me one of the other times we got together and that was not part of our agreement. And I was not on birth control. Like we had gotten tested so that we could like play bear and like do these things. But I had very specifically been like, just don't come in me. And then he did. And I don't know that he even remembered. So I'm like, all right, well, Like, yeah, it was very fucked up, you know, and I didn't feel like assaulted. And so that's probably another good example of like, it, it turned me on also like and it's not OK. It's not OK. But like it turned me on. I have a breeding kink. And like the same way when I got stealthed two summers ago where the guy pulled off his condom, like one of my friends, supposed friends who like I was fucking. And, you know, I he I he was fucking me doggy style and then was like reposition. And then he's like, how is that? And I was like, good. What? What do you mean? And he just showed me that he had the condom off. And I was like, I was like, fuck you. That's called but then stealth. I was like, that's called stealthing and it's now illegal in california oh
0: where someone just
1: f- ha- doesn't tell you that they're taking the condom off yep yep oh. and then they just fuck you bear um so that's like that's a big no-no and i and i and then i had to have a conversation with him and you know we did not continue our lovership after that i don't know you know i don't know if he really got it though because he continued to try to see me and i was like no you crossed a really big boundary and that's not okay but also i didn't full stop the session because i got really turned on and i came like i was like, well. If If it's already in there, like (laughs) I might as well like enjoy what, you know, the bridge has been crossed. So like, I might as well get pleasure, which is I think a very flexible mindset. You know, I don't, I don't have, sexual trauma. And I don't know if it's, I don't know if this is problematic of me, but, um, I just don't, I haven't been traumatized by some stuff that like, you know, that's not okay. But at the same time, it really turned me on and I'm good with it. And I know how to set the boundary going forward. And I'm, I'm pretty resilient, you know, and I'm pretty good at talking to people and being like, Hey, here's what I would need. Here's what I need. And, and I just don't see people that don't work for me, you know? Uh, So, yeah, but that kinky couple was so fucking hot. I got so many hot bruises, and that's probably the hottest, most inspiring, like, threesome configuration because what was really cool is the daddy dom was like orchestrating us he was like now you go here now you do this and and the baby girl would like hold my hands when it was time to get caned we weren't allowed to kiss but we could be like really close so just like staring into her eyes as I'm receiving pain like that I think was one of my favorite ways to receive pain and like was we there were any gagged sex,
0: though? Like, like, did you uh, did he make you do stuff to her or and did you guys have sex with him because a lot of times yes. I mean it sounds like yes. with your master no. you had a lot of sex but a lot of times in BDSM they're not, there's no sex going on
1: Oh my gosh, I know it took me a minute to figure that out from interviewing people and then especially, you know, interviewing like pro doms or people who were like in the lifestyle and they're like, I only like spanking. I would never fuck you and spank you and i'm like well what
0: like yeah I, yeah it sounds like you're no, the opposite okay. yeah in your world yeah i'm of like, BDSM, no, everyone's having them. sex
1: <laughs> yeah please spank me and fuck me at the same time i actually just had that last week and it's so fucking hot like for the first time in a while but um no no we no. that's so so this is why it was so inspiring because this dawn this daddy tom would orchestrate these beautiful configurations like he would be like, our asses would both be up in the air, and we were right, right, right next to each other, and he'd be going back and forth, or then he would be like, you know, she's gonna sit on your face, and I'm gonna fuck you from below, and then they were making out, and then we would switch, or, you know, we were both going down on him together, and then he would, like, I don't know, like, it's, it's one of those things where I just... I didn't know what was happening half the time. I actually would be curious to go back and look at my journal. But no, we did so many beautiful configurations together and I was allowed to pleasure her and, you know, his cock would be in her mouth and we would just be giving her pleasure or like, or whatever. I was was eventually allowed to suck her nipples, but I wasn't allowed to kiss her, which I didn't like. Um, Like he let us kiss once eventually, but I, I like kissing. I want to do kissing, you know? Right, Um, right, right.
0: But that was, like, one, um, some weird boundary rule. But maybe because you said, like, you didn't have the confidence with women. This was the perfect yeah. scenario for you with the woman yeah. because he kind of directed and told you what to yeah. do so you didn't have so to worry hot. about that part of it.
1: Exactly. It was so hot. It was so hot. Were they Ugh. older
0: than you? Like, were they, are they around your age? Like, what was their deal? Like, paint that picture. They were around my age. They were around she your age. She was a couple
1: years older. She was a, maybe a year or two younger. Um, I think they're married now. I haven't, like, stayed in touch-touch with them. But, mm-hmm. like... They they were very in love and um had a good vibe. You know, they were a little bit like cooler or, or whatever. People call me cool all the time. They were um a type of cool that I don't really un- like they you know, they're into their certain type of music and their jokes that reference things I don't know about and whatever. Like very <laughs> hipster. <laughs> like, I know those like, type. Really, they live like- in
0: Brooklyn where I live where I'm from in New York City. They Sil- live in Brooklyn. Yeah.
1: Here it's Silver Lake. Like they were in the Silver Lake. So yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah. You know, it's it's very, like, yeah, they were cool as fuck, though. Like, and they were both so cute. Like, it was just, I felt so lucky. Like, of all the people at the dungeon, I was like, ooh, them. And I love that they came over and talked to me. And I will say I feel very grateful that, like, in recent history every time i've like looked across the room but I'm like oh i hope that person talks to me they have like so maybe that's my special magnetic part um power i don't or know maybe because you're season.
0: hot i mean like you know i mean you are like <laughs> oh i mean you know people you first also- of all you're on the you're on your you know on your podcast logo you know sex stories your podcast and i'll mention that I in love the beginning that you know by that's the way. Me. um that's not you. everyone knows it's me oh okay well that's fucking you so i mean you are like a 10 so you know maybe that has something to do with it <laughs>
1: Thank you. Also, fun fact, didn't figure that out until February of last year. So, February 2022, I was 32. I didn't, that's when I figured out that I was hot. Oh,
0: <laughs> before Not that, funny. you had no, like, you didn't feel confident in yourself. Like, you mean you looked in the mirror and you didn't get it? Or, like, I don't understand.
1: I knew other people were attractive to me, but I didn't realize, like, I was a hot chick. I knew I wasn't ugly. I knew right, people right, were right, attracted right. to me enough to want to fuck me. But, you know, I also. Like I was, I've, I've been in audition rooms with literal supermodels. Oh, and I'm like, that's because you're in that world. Hot. That will make that, that's like a mind. Yeah.
0: But let me I'm ask in you in this, Los finding Angeles. out, yeah, I get it. But finding out that um you're hot, quote unquote, and you just found out, did that like change anything in your intimate life? Did Was there any kind of shift in f- f- being like, or feeling that way? Did it change?
1: So, so it hasn't benefited my personal life yet, but it has made me understand how much I've devalued myself and maybe enjoyed it because of my degradation kink over the years. And so, you know, it also has helped me understand I mean, like, I've dated some really hot models. I have, like, fucked some of the hottest people in the world, but also because I'm attracted to nice people and I have a hard time kind of, like, seeing and recognizing faces right away. Yeah. I, you know, I'm enter- I'm an energy-first person, and so it also puts into context, like, when I did date people, a lot of the responses I would get from my friends was like, oh, that's your boyfriend? Like, very judgmental of, like, you know, implying that I'm not with a hot enough person, which yeah. is a fucking mind fuck. And also, like, we live in a society that is like, love people for themselves and they don't really mean it because then when you get a person that's, you know, societally not judged to be your equal, people fucking comment on it and it's rude as fuck in my opinion. So, you know, that, that's that been really interesting. I haven't dated anyone you know seriously in the last year since i figured it out but well, i have let me been... ask you this
0: when you have date when you do date people i mean you sound like you're definitely not vanilla and you've had no. all these experience i mean do you have monogamous relationships do you have open no. relationships
1: <laughs> yeah well so here's the thing. i think i'm a little bit i don't know if i'm like you but because we've only talked a little bit about your dating life but like i'm much more likely to have long-term loverships than anything yeah i also um you know, I have a work kink. I love my work. I love my creative work. My work is my life. My work has become increasingly sexy. So like, I have the most fun. Like I do art projects that are sexy or not sexy. And then I do the art projects. And then I talk to people about sex. And then I write about sex. And I think about sex. And I take pictures of sex, or I'm just naked wherever I can be. And so it's like, I in my relationships, I want someone who is turned on by the work that I do, which is why I got along so well, like my former master was my muse.
0: Right. And that, he was he said pretty, he was a writer, right?
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. And just and just the way that he desired me and he so deeply appreciated the work that I would do and I would take these sexy photo shoots and I would get such good responses and we would write these really sexy email letters back and forth to each other. And he I felt like he really got me. Yeah. And, um, you know, the dating that I've attempted since then, what, what I've really like my epiphany of the week is, oh, I don't I don't think I'll ever be in a regular relationship because as I look around, I have, I have like one handful of friends who are in long term relationships that I really, I know deeply that they love that feed their life that they love. It's one handful of people. So then I look at relationships and even the ones that are happy, I'm like, I don't want that for myself. Like that's, I don't monogamous thing. I am a variety person. Like I don't want to be controlled. I mean, I do want to be controlled by someone in the specific boundaries, but like in my life and my work I need to have freedom. I want to explore. I'm very curious. If I guess if I found a lover who, you know, whose desire matched mine and whose curiosity matched mine and was open to threesomes and moresomes together, that's probably as monogamous as I could get. The thing about monogamy that appeals to me is the health and safety aspect. And when I was with my former master, we were essentially monogamous because I was so deeply satisfied most of the time. Um, but I love having the option to have other lovers. You know, I would love to have a main partner who loves all of my explorations especially once I start doing the porn stuff or you know if I if I was like I just started a sext panther I haven't like done anything on it yet but like I want to talk to people because I want to hear their like sexy things that I want to I want someone who then gets off on that and wants to reclaim me like that's my big fantasy is having someone who's obsessed with my work life maybe wants to fuel it you know and at the same time I understand that could be the basis of a very toxic relationship so I'm on high alert you know I'm I understand that I'm a special kind of jewel and I I also get like I think the thing that's been tough about dating sex like especially sex wise is there's that projection element right or if people like think I'm this like great opportunity for them to learn or experience or explore and they're like everything feels possible with you and I'm like well kind of but also like are you going to contribute and you know I I get tired of getting called fascinating like it doesn't feel connective to me you know and maybe you want someone that's uh
0: that you could call fascinating
1: you know what i mean like maybe you just don't want to be learning.
0: fascinating somebody else all the time and you know you want well, someone that's equally is going to be fascinating to you you know i think sometimes that's hard yeah um, i want to
1: learn from someone and i want to feel yeah. like they see me like but all of you listen
0: i mean you have to talk about your age i mean you're how old 30 some 32 like how old are you i'm
1: about to turn 34 april yeah. 30th i will
0: be 34 yeah, you still have like you know d- d- many years of light bulb moments going on and figuring yourself out yeah. more you know and stuff like I, I well you said i'm gonna get hornier in my 40s oh yeah i mean it's <laughs> correct i was like you like i mean you remind me a lot of myself because i was always like more horny than my uh partners my guys you know some guys would be like oh my god like enough like you know and i'd be like just put it in soft then because i just like need to get yeah. fucked all the time Dude, like seriously i've
1: come twice Lately Me too. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so hot. Yeah. Wow. Totally.
0: I'm Like, Ugh. just do it. Like, I need to get fucked. But it's it takes a long time to figure out yourself, and especially with relationships. And I, like you, was was always like sort of observing the relationships. I I see the same thing you do, like these two different kinds of relationships that exist. And what I figured out over time is like those the harder relationships that people have and stay in for a long term and learn all their lessons. I had that same thing, but I just had it with like. A, the <laughs> 20 or 30 guys instead of the same person you know I did, learned all those lessons you know and then to me if I'm going to hang my hat anytime it's going to be with one of those relationships that you see where it's just like best friends that just fucking dig each other and that exists it's more rare but that's the only way I'd ever have a relationship if it was that but I did all those other things that people do sometimes like I said with the same person with many different people and because yeah. you have to learn right and but I think I yeah. was you know I did it with a variety of people but um Talk about what is coming next for you, because I think it is very interesting. You talked a little bit about this fantasy that you had at some point, but you're going to turn that into reality, correct?
1: Yes. So I'm in a whole new era. I just launched season four of Sex Stories. It's got a different texture because I still love interviewing regular people. But like all of my curiosity has led me to really want to be more curious about how sex is operating <laughs> commercially in our world. Yeah. And I've learned that I just really love sex workers. And my goal is in the next year to start this trip to go around the country so I can be with people in person interviewing or taking pictures of them or offering sensation experiences that are, you know, to the degrees of whatever's legal in each state. Because, And then it's on that trip that I'm going to be collaborating with other erotic content creators to make my own content so that i can cross off my sexy bucket list items and i'm in the process of exploring different aspects of the horarchy in different sex worky ways so i am talking to ladies who are on the sugar daddy website i've been dabbling on there again i have been you know trying to figure out the only fans thing but not very seriously yet because i'm like well i'll do that once i have the like erotic video content to do. And, you know, first and foremost, I've just been working behind the camera and working with people one on one to figure out what the greatest questions are. You know, what what are people dealing with in their intimate lives? And so I learned from my solo clients or for my couple clients and I also just love making people happy. I love figuring out what makes them tick, and uh, yeah. So eventually, you know, I have erotic writing that I'm sharing that I'm going to do because I actually journaled extensively. You, don't you want to be a sex
0: worker yourself? Are we allowed to put that into this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Get to um, the fucking that.
1: Yeah. So so I am a sex worker already. I think. I think. Right. I think but no. No. But don't podcasts. you?
0: Right. 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 But isn't there like a part of that like? Thing where someone like puts some a money down and pay like you know that's a, like a fantasy so, huh. of yours kind of that you
1: want to explore. I think that's interesting. Yeah absolutely like that that to me is the hottest thing and i also want it to happen in a certain way you know and so i think what's going to i think what feels the most and you know i've got to hire the lawyer i got to make sure i'm doing i'm a very legal girl everything's got to be legal and consensual yeah, yeah, smart. It's legal and consensual i will celebrate your yam with you um but yes that fucking turns me on as fuck and it also gives me a like nice good reason and i think the thing that's going to make the most sense is like yes I can collaborate with content creators who have established audiences but if someone like wants to start their only fan's and hasn't established that yet. I think there's a world in which they could produce a film that we co-star in because producers get to help choose casting. And that could be a way where if we're in Los Angeles and we do the paperwork, everything is like legal and consensual and we're crossing off each other's bucket list items. And I've already helped a couple of clients, like um, creative clients film their own erotic content because I'm excellent behind the camera. But again, But this is you are
0: going to be coming out and you're going to be behind there. So, Right.
1: Yeah. And I've done I've done one OnlyFans porno last fall just as a tester to see if I would like it with someone who I interviewed. And then we ended up just collaborating together. And so that was a good learning experience. I know what I would do the same. I know what I would do differently. And I'm basically was that a male or a female. It was a penis owner. He was a dude. Um, okay, Dr. and Child. now is that
0: on your? Is that on your OnlyFans? Like, why don't you give a shout out to your OnlyFans as well? I mean, your podcast, Sex Stories. You know, she's got this. She does the same thing I do here, just different people, but more stories. You know, you interview people talking about their lives, right? Their sex yeah. lives. That's sex yep. stories. You can find you. Uh, they'll see that orange uh, thing that I, like I said, I've been seeing for years because you're right <laughs> there with me. Um, yes. But you, what is your OnlyFans? Why don't you give that out too?
1: Okay, so OnlyFans is in progress. The one that has stuff on it is Free, so W-Y-O-H-F-R-E-E. Oh, and what then a great everywhere... play on words. Thanks. And then everywhere else on the internet, I'm at Lee, and that's where I'm building the, you know, so Y-O-3 right now has all my nudes, all of my, I've been taking nude photo sets since 2016 when I was traveling around South America, and I do have some porn up on there. However, the porno with Dr. Kyle is a DM-only thing, so you have to, like, you know special if you're a new person you have to special request it from me cuz it's high end. I'm making high end stuff cuz I'm yeah, trying to yeah, fund yeah. this road trip and um I've noticed that one of the things that I'm learning <laughs> in my devaluation degradation kink is like all you have to do to get valued is to be like Nope, that's gonna cost you hundred and sixty nine dollars if you wanna see me get fucked. Like right. it's, you know, so and, and it's fine. And people yeah. buy it and it's like I don't and some I've got some complaints and it's like, well, you don't need to there's a lot of other porn that's free. So go watch that if you want. Right. Like, but if they want to
0: see come, your thing, they could go to they'll find that link somewhere or they have yeah. to actually DM yeah. you and you're wildly on all your um social medias and all stuff. I will put links to everything. You will send me yeah. a, a pick or two hot uh, picks. You're not anonymous oh, yeah. for my Patreon, but people day. could also Find you at all these places. But like, thank you so much for coming on and telling me your you know story but we this is not the last time you're on because i'm definitely gonna have you back on a a, like a girl talk episode because i feel like i have a lot of girl talk stuff we could do with all this the shit that you've done and the shit that i related to you know i didn't want to take you off topic uh but you will definitely be back on to talk more about all this sex stuff but you gave me some good stories here you obviously like it like i said i'm gonna put links to everything in uh, the description, so send those to me. Yo, thank you so much for calling in. This was fascinating. Thank you so much for having me, and we will talk again. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube